Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Hello, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy, the podcast all about work-life balance for busy property managers. My name is Anna Havalyana, and I'm your host, and I am super glad that you're here today. I just recently returned from the NARPM Power Up Conference in North Carolina. And for those of you who don't know, NARPM is the National Association of Residential Property Managers. And it was such a fun event. So like I mentioned, the theme was Power Up and everything was decorated to the nines with energy references, so to speak. And what was amazing was that when I do public speaking events, I often share that work-life balance is more about energy management than anything else. So I couldn't have asked for a more perfect theme for a conference, and I just had a lot of fun. They did this amazing series called The Hot Bench, and what it was was three different skits. Now, when I heard that there was going to be a skit, I was a little bit skeptical at first because I'm imagining those skits that you had to do in junior high and high school, but it ended up being my absolute favorite part of the conference. So what they did was they set up a mock courtroom and on one side, they had the defendant, which was usually a property manager. And then on the other side, they had the plaintiff and that role was played by one of the vendors and they had a panel of three judges. Now, the coolest thing about this was that the judges were actually from the North Carolina Real Estate Commission. So they were judges with real world experience in common lawsuits that property managers face. Now, what was so cool about this offering, the hot bench, was that, first of all, it was hilarious. The people who put on the skits made it really, really entertaining. I felt like I was watching an episode of Saturday Night Live. So they made it fun. And while they did that, these property managers had a chance to showcase their knowledge of real estate law. And then the vendors had an opportunity to promote their products. And it was fun because they were promoting their products, not in a salesy way, but through the scripting of the dialogue of the skits. I hope I'm explaining this well. This might have been something that you kind of had to be there to see it. But all in all, it was an amazing conference. And thank you, NARPUM, for inviting me to be a part of it. While I was down there, I also got to meet up with Michelle Bailey, and Michelle and I were classmates in our coach certification program, and Michelle Bailey is a doctor, and she helps physicians earn income outside of their clinical practice, and we met up. This is the second time that I have met her in person, and I could honestly talk to her for hours. 
we had a lot of discussions around coaching. We had a lot of discussions about just life in general. We dove into how our relationship to our emotions has changed since we have invested in coaching and we got to celebrate the growth that we've both been through in the last two years since we've been certified. And again, I welcome any opportunity to spend time with Michelle because all around, she is just an amazing human being. One topic that we got stuck on for a while in a good way was how difficult it can be to take time off of work. And when I say take time off of work, I mean truly taking time off of work where you're not checking in on your device and or answering emails unless it is absolutely 100% an emergency. And we started unpacking our upbringing and our life experiences and started to unpack where our beliefs about time off even came from. So for you as a listener... There could be a hundred reasons why you feel the way that you do about taking time off of work. You have likely received messaging and programming from your immediate family, from the society that you grew up in, the neighborhood you grew up in, the school you went to, your current supervisor, your faith community, you name it. You likely have some programmed beliefs about taking time off work that you may or may not have chosen for yourself. As we were talking about this, what we really dove into is that while we know that taking time off is good for us, it's still hard to do it. And that's what today's podcast is all about. Listen, if you are a property manager, chances are you have probably been working nonstop. It's pretty much expected that you don't take vacation or a sick day unless it's absolutely necessary. And there's this myth that taking time off of work should feel good. But the reality is, is that for many of us, taking time off of work does not feel good. If you haven't taken time off in a while, doing it might be uncomfortable. But it's oftentimes necessary in order to keep your health a priority. So let's define why this is a problem. Many people feel guilty and even anxious about taking time off work, even when they know they need it. Being a property manager is incredibly stressful. And oftentimes property managers start sacrificing themselves and going above and beyond in an effort to keep their teams on track. A lot of people will get in their own way of taking the time that they need simply because they feel guilty for doing it or because they are worried about the emergencies that might pop up while they're gone. However, taking some well-deserved downtime can help you rest and recharge so that you can come back to work refreshed and energized and get more done. Listen, company culture can also play a very big role in discouraging people from taking time off work. In many workplaces, there's an expectation that you have to work long hours and that you need to be available after hours. And because of that, managers sometimes feel pressured to stay on the job and even skip vacations, even if their health would benefit from taking the time off. Now, this is especially true in companies where there is a competitive culture 
that encourages managers to always be tuned in and always be available. Listen, company culture can also create that atmosphere of guilt for those who take a vacation. Many managers start to feel shame if they fall behind, or they start to worry that their job is in jeopardy if they miss out on an important event or a discussion. The fear of falling behind or letting down their team can be strong enough to keep some people from taking any time off of work. Depending on the type of company that you work for, if you're working at a company that doesn't have clear policies that prioritize mental health, it's easy to start prioritizing tasks over your health. This can lead to burnout over time, which just complicates things further as people continue to struggle with finding balance between work and life. So part of my job as a coach is to help my clients decide if and when they need time off. And it's really not an easy feat. A lot of managers are anxious about what might happen if they check out for a day or two. Now, getting a manager to a point where they decide they want to use their time off is really only half the battle. The next part is that once they do take time off work, Many managers are so acclimated to overworking that they find it hard to stay checked out of their devices. Many people assume that taking time off should feel good, but for those who have been overworking for years on end, time off can actually feel excruciating at first. Checking out of work is oftentimes a new experience, and any experience that is new will likely feel uncomfortable even if it's technically a good experience. So this is the root of the problem, the belief that time off of work should feel good. Working in property management can be a difficult job that oftentimes leaves us feeling overwhelmed. And this is likely because many of us don't give ourselves the opportunity to fully unwind before returning to a busy schedule. When we forget how to properly relax, taking time away from work might feel initially very overwhelming. When it comes to developing new habits, it's important to recognize that they will feel uncomfortable at first. This is because our brains are really hardwired to resist change, even if that change is going to be good for us. To combat this, It's important to be aware of the fact that there are multiple stages that you go through when you adopt a new habit. In the first few steps of forming any new habit, you are really likely to experience feelings of frustration as you learn the ins and outs of whatever it is that you're trying to do. Now, as you gain more experience with that new habit, your understanding will increase and these feelings of uncertainty will start to dissipate. Research has shown that any behavior change requires emotional effort as well as cognitive effort in order for it to stick. So while it's important to focus on the technical aspects of a new habit, such as understanding why you're doing it, it's equally important to take into account how your emotions might fluctuate during the process. And all of this applies to creating the habit of taking true time off for yourself. The presence of a negative emotion, such as discomfort, doesn't necessarily mean that anything has gone wrong. 
I have to be honest with you here that this is something that I still have to work at every week. And it literally doesn't feel good at all. I'll give you an example. Every other week, I have a recurring appointment in my calendar to do a face mask and a meditation because apparently I like to multitask my self-care. And I'm pretty consistent at following through with this appointment with myself. It doesn't take long for me to do. It helps me feel refreshed and it gives me a minute to check out. It's also not a big ask to take 10 to 15 minutes to wash my face, essentially. Anyway, a couple weeks ago, I had a long week of traveling out of state for speaking events alongside a really packed week full of webinars and coaching my one-on-one clients. So that Saturday, I thought it would be a perfect day to do my face mask. Now, instead of doing the meditation with it, I drew a bath and I hopped in and I fell asleep in the bathtub. At that point, it was pretty evident how physically tired my body was. So I made the decision to take a nap, which is something that I rarely do. And I remember when I got out of the tub, I was actually thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I've never taken a nap in this house before. My husband and I bought a house last year and it dawned on me that I hadn't taken a nap inside of it. So you would think I'd have all of the reason in the world to lay my head down for 45 minutes. By the time that I got out of the shower and dried myself off, I was more awake, but I went down and laid in bed anyway, and my brain went wild. It started thinking thoughts that I could just get this done, or I could just get that done, or I don't want to be a lazy person. And my brain was really encouraging me to get up and just go get more done. But alongside those thoughts... I could also feel how completely exhausted my body was. Here's the thing. I have done enough thought work and self-reflection to know that when I am physically tired, I am at a risk for a number of things. Number one, when I am physically tired, it is more likely that I will be snippy with my husband and or a close family member or a friend. An overreaction for me is likely right around the corner. Number two, if I'm physically tired, I will also become more detached from family and friends because I don't have the mental capacity to process very much. This makes it remarkably difficult to maintain connection in my close relationships. Now, lucky for me, my friends know this about me and we're extremely supportive of each other's mental health, but given the choice, I would rather be present for them. Number three, when I am physically tired, I'm also more likely to overeat. And this causes a myriad of problems. It causes me to feel more lethargic, which reduces how efficient I can be. I also tend to feel guilt and shame when I don't eat well, because it's really important to me to be a healthy individual and take care of my body. All of this is to say that I knew the right choice for me in that moment was to take the 45-minute nap. But for 20 to 30 minutes of that nap, I actually spent it just fighting my brain. But the thing is, is that I had been here before. I knew that it was far better to stay in the discomfort of doing something new, in this case, taking a nap, as opposed to getting into the discomfort of overexerting myself again. Now, 
once I did fall asleep, I probably only got about 15 minutes of shut eye. But as it turns out, that was literally all I needed. My friends, I know how uncomfortable it can be to put yourself first. But discomfort is not a reason to not do something that will benefit you in the long run. This is one thing that I am pretty upfront about when working with clients. As a coach, I don't necessarily give advice. And trust me, you do not want to take advice from me. But I've seen this process enough to know that oftentimes what happens with managers is that they'll finally start to see how their overworking is starting to affect their health or affect their relationships. And then they'll decide that they want to prioritize themselves better. But then when they do it, it doesn't feel good. So they make the false assumption that something has gone wrong. When in reality, nothing's gone wrong. They're simply doing something different that they've never done before. And it's normal to feel uncomfortable when we make lifestyle changes, even if they're good for us. What's amazing is watching a client willingly go through that discomfort and come out on the other side. And when they come out on the other side, they're not only feeling refreshed and more energized, but they're also feeling confident that they now know when they need to take time off and they feel confident that they know how to create the time and space to do it in a way that feels good to them. I didn't say it felt good initially, but I will tell you that understanding when your body needs rest is a skill that you can continue to improve over the years. If you're a listener of the podcast, you've likely heard me talk about the ways that we hit the easy button or buffer in order to prevent negative emotion. For me, I would do this by overeating or overdrinking. While I wasn't obese and I didn't have a drinking problem, I was still using food and alcohol to avoid the reality of my day. Food and wine is one of the easiest ways to tune out, to get an instant dopamine hit, and to avoid your feelings. If I had a crap day at work, I could seek pleasure by getting a burrito. Getting food today is fast and it's easy. All I have to do is get on my phone and boom, I get a dopamine hit. Next, I just spend money. Boom, another dopamine hit. By the time the food gets to me and I eat it, boom, another dopamine hit. And just like that, I have avoided all of my negative emotions. But the reality is, is that those negative emotions didn't actually go away. I was just using food to distract myself from them. So why am I telling you all of this? I'm telling you this because emailing at night and on weekends can be a way to hit the easy button and to buffer away from our emotions. We get dopamine hits every time we send emails. We get dopamine hits when we receive emails, and we certainly get dopamine hits when we get pats on the back from our supervisors for, quote unquote, stepping up over the weekend. Now, anyone who has tried to reduce sugar or alcohol consumption knows this, you will go through withdrawal. Again, even if you don't have a clinical dependency on something, you can still experience withdrawal symptoms. And I found the very same to be true when I was trying to reduce my after hours work time. I would get quote unquote cravings and urges and this itch to just check my phone and see what was going on. 
if I had been arguing with my husband or if I was upset with a friend, I started noticing that I would want to hop online and get something done for work just so that I could feel good about myself. All of this is to simply say that when you start to take true time off of work, if you feel uncomfortable, please know that nothing has gone wrong. There is a piece of us that likes the reward of being a committed employee and changing this habit is going to be just as uncomfortable as changing any other habit. Listen, overworking can lead to burnout, which reduces overall productivity. There was a time that I was completely unaware that I was overworking. Every four-ish months, I'd have a night where I would go to bed with all intentions of going to work the next morning, but I would wake up in the morning and my body would say, "Uh uh-uh, not today, kid. And I would not be able to get out of bed. Subsequently, I would mentally berate myself and tell myself that I was lazy for calling out of work. But in hindsight, when I look back at how much I was overworking, it was simply my body saying, hey, I've had enough. You cannot do this anymore. When you're not intentional and in tune with what it takes to prevent burnout, you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Those days that I had to call into work unannounced were actually more costly than taking planned time off because what ended up happening was that all of my meetings had to be canceled or rescheduled. The pros of working 24-7 rarely exceed the cons. It's easy to get caught up in the idea that you have to work hard and put in long hours in order to achieve success, but this will quickly lead to exhaustion and burnout. Overworking doesn't only take a toll on your mental well-being, it also leads to reduced productivity. This is why it's essential for property managers to take real time off of work, not just for the enjoyment of it, but for the sake of your professional goals as well. As property managers, it's understandable why you might be hesitant about taking some time off of work, but taking time off of work is a necessary part of being productive. I'll say that again. Taking time off of work is a necessary part of being productive. There is a misconception that time off should feel good. The truth is, is that it can make people feel uncomfortable initially. And yet, it's still the best way to reset and prevent burnout. As a property manager, you have an obligation to take care of yourself, no matter how much you love your job. If you're feeling overwhelmed and need more help, I do want to invite you to try out a free coaching session. Go to anahavalyana.com and then look in the top right-hand corner and click Get Free Coaching. That's anahavalyana.com, A-N-N-A-J-A-V, as in the vacation that you desperately need, E-L-L-A-N-A.com. With the help of a coach, you can definitely start taking the steps you need to stop overworking yourself. All right, my friends, I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.